Numbers Live, the podcast. We're back at you. It's 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 another another series in the books. Um, another conference semis in the books. So that means we back at you again, giving giving these reactions. Let's let's, let's see what it is, man. Um, in the in the meat and potatoes, like I say, of the playoffs and the heart of the playoffs. Uh, again, I'm just enjoying the show. Really, um, it's it's. It's a beautiful thing that, that basketball is being played at the highest level right now. Got to enjoy it while it's here. It won't be here in a few more weeks. So here we are. We had, let's not talk about last night, but we had um, different games coming to an end, different series coming to an end. You know, um, Bucks, Boston came to an end. Obviously, I feel like Miami. Sixers, Miami has has had like a long break. How what was the last game they played? Um, didn't they? It's been like five, six days for them, right? Yeah, at least. Uh, they last played. Well, yeah, four days ago. Today's the sixteenth. Uh, mm-hmm. they closed out on the twelfth. Right. Okay. So yeah, four, four days. So, and yeah, Warriors and the Grizz. A lot of us pretty much knew that without John Morant, that series was over. You know, so a lot of great storylines going on right now. A lot of great, you know, narratives and things of that nature. But now it's the it's the final four. Um, okay, now we can talk about last night. What happened, man? Like that was it was two game sevens yesterday. Um. <clears throat> Let's so let's 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 start with Bucks Bucks Celtics. So obviously game seven, first game seven of Sunday. The uh the Boston Celtics pulled it out. That was uh that was interesting. I just feel like it was pretty much just the Bucks kind of running out of gas. You know, they took them to seven games, which I didn't think even that was gonna happen. I thought that yeah, I thought know, it'd be over in six. Right. I thought Boston would kind of handle their business, but Giannis and Drew Holiday, that pick and roll, they was just giving them the flux. Um, you had Brooke Lopez doing his best uh, all-star big man, you know. Yeah, he played all right, too. Um, but I think it came down to everyone else. You know what I'm saying? You're only going to get so much out of your Pat Connaughton's, out of your uh, Grayson Allen's. Out of your Wesley Matthews, um, out of your George Hills, you know, um, the skill level compared to who, you know, the other three or the other four starters, well, yeah, the other three starters in Boston and their bench players um, really didn't match up well. You know, that's why, you know, the both of us had that series being over in six and went seven. I don't know. To me, the Bucks didn't get much out of Bobby Portis. Um, but to me, he kind of started to regress. He played all right against the Bulls, but he started to regress, in my opinion, you know, almost once Brooke Lopez got back in action, once he became a full-time starter again. Um, then Bobby then Bobby Portis's game started to regress a bit as far as production. Right. And it's, I saw that obviously during the season, you know, 
Rick Lopez started to get his feet under him, and obviously they were saving him for the playoffs. He came to the playoffs. You know, Bobby Portis, definitely his frustrated, frustration boiled over last uh, yesterday when he, uh, you know, took his glasses off, threw them, and, you know, he was getting into it with the coaches. Obviously, Bobby, Bobby Portis is a fiery, that fiery player bringing the energy, whether it be good and bad, good or bad. So that kind of frustration definitely boiled over. You had Chris Middleton trying to help coach on the sidelines, but in the end, it, it was it was too much Boston. Um, you know, I feel like they were they were the better team. It just took them seven games to prove it. So, but shout out to the to the defending champs, and they 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 definitely put up a good fight without Chris Middleton. And uh, you know, I was I was joking around the whole series, saying that you know Giannis was playing football and and the Bucks was playing football out there. Cause you know they was kind of letting letting them play a little bit. You know, Giannis. I feel like I gotta feel like every time down, it was just more glaring to me that Giannis would either travel or commit an offensive foul with most of his drives. But that's just that's just my my eyes. But no, I I, I saw the same thing, and mm-hmm. like I was saying in the in the in the group chats, Giannis has a real lack of body control. Um, he can get to the basket with the best of them, you know, like your LeBrons, like your John Morants. Um, but when he gets there, I don't want to say it's hard for him to finish, but when he misses layups, it's always due to lack of body control. Pretty mm-hmm. much always. Cause I mean, shot shots are right at the rim. You know, he's never going to genuinely miss a normal layup. Um, but his lack of body control you know, he had to do as much Euro stepping and contorting of his body as he could based on the Celtics defense, you know, um, and that's when he would lose control. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> I personally feel because of the way, and you know, I'm 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 not part of the Brian Hive or anything like that, but with the way teams play LeBron and the way he gets to the basket and finishes, you know, double, sometimes triple teams, um, I think that even something like that, along with, you know, his lack of uh, shooting, you know, distance wise, to me, proves that he's not the overall best player in the NBA. I'm sorry. Um, He's a, to me, he's the most dominant. He's the most dominant big, I, I, I won't even say player. I can, but. I don't want to ruffle too many feathers. He's the most dominant big that I've seen since Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. Um, you got 40 and 20 like Shaq did in 01. But, however, there are still a, a, a decent amount of things that he cannot do um, that others can, in my opinion. And those are the reasons why he's, to me, he's he, he's not the best player in the NBA. Yeah, it made you, made you uh, appreciate LeBron. You kind of missed him. I did say that. I did say that. Because um, <clears throat> LeBron, he can get to the coach. All the offensive fouls and right. just layups and things like that. Um, it kind of did make me miss LeBron in this playoffs. And, you know, I hadn't brought LeBron up all playoffs. I mean, for what? He's not playing right now. Um, but, yeah, um, I think I would have seen a lot more and ones, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, and, and, and things like that um, if Giannis had more body control. Um, or was able to, you know, make a decision to pass the ball off just a bit quicker. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Before he runs someone over. Mm-hmm. But he had a gang of offensive fouls. A gang of offensive fouls. Some of those were in the midst of them trying to come back in games that they were down. Um, some of them were when they were up and, you know, kind of shifted momentum back to Boston. Um, and, I mean, of course, you know, offensive fouls are turnovers. You know, those are those are turnovers in the game. Huge, huge momentum shift. Big turnovers. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like if you, if you just look at him, just the way he drives and does his move, you know, with Al Horford on him. And sometimes he looks unstoppable. That, that spin move, sometimes it looks great. Other times when it's bad, it's bad. But that's the thing, though. That's that's why I said in the last show that I felt Giannis should do, you know, at least catch the ball unless they're coming off a miss, unless they're coming off a Celtics miss from the other end. Um, in the half-court setting, in my opinion, he should catch the ball, free throw line extended or below. For the main reason is that it limits the amount of dribbles he has to take to get to the basket. Right. That's That's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. It limits the amount of dribbles that he has to get to the basket. He will probably only have to make one move, even if it is a Euro step. Mm-hmm. But coming from up top, he has to – He with, with the Celtics defense, he was literally trying to get past two to three people each time he was going to the basket. And then I saw Al Horford, which was his primary defender the whole series, Al Horford would give him like two feet just to see if he was going to pull that, pull that three or that long jumper. Of course. And then I was like, hey, you can, you can shoot that all day, buddy. We'll give you that one. And then other than that, if you didn't shoot that, you had Marcus Smart coming over with help, trying to build that wall. And, you know, whether it be drawing a charge in the strip. And then he was actually missing bunnies yesterday, too. So you can tell it was just running out of gas, man. So um, it was it was interesting, interesting series. But that's over now. Let's see what else. Let's Miami, Miami in the six. Let's keep it in the east. Um, this was interesting just because I think we kind of forgot. Well, I feel like some people kind of forgot that NB didn't play the first two. Like, I, I feel like it was a lot of trash talking afterwards and like people down in Doc Rivers and, you know, obviously talking about James Harden because he's easy to talk about. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if NB would have were had have played them first two games, this would have been a totally different series. Even yeah. And I get that, you know what I'm saying? However, I will say that at one point, the series was tied two to two, correct? Yeah, when the NBA came back. Yeah. So that's that's literally like starting over. And so they had their chance to win two more games with the healthy NBA, just just the same as the uh, Heat did. Um, so I, 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 I get that NBA didn't play the first two games. <clears throat> Uh, but again, they did tie the series up at 2-2 um, with Embiid. And, you know, from that point on, it was whoever could win two games. Mm-hmm. And then he prevailed, uh, winning the next two. Yeah, shout out to Heat. You know, they, they got past him. That was dope. I just, I just wish the big man would have been available. But, you know, it is what it is. You got to go on. Um so Heat advanced. So now we got Heat and uh, Heat and the Celtics going out west. We had the Suns and the Mavs. But let's well, let me just, let's let's go to 
the Grizz and the Grizz and the uh, Warriors first, though. So obviously, John Morant and the questionable injuries with you know Jordan Poole kind of holding his knee and all of that, and him saying you broke the code. And I'll be honest with you, man. Um, unless you can show me, you know, some type of indentation of Jordan Poole's fingerprints on this man's bones, like there's no way, in my opinion that he injured his knee by grabbing his leg. You know what I'm saying? Gave, gave that man a bone bruise by grabbing his knee. Yeah, I was about to say, he has a bone bruise, so. It's not there. Um, and then at the same time, you know, to say he broke the code, you know, a picture came out a couple of days later with Ja kind of doing the same thing. Um, but yet that person didn't get hurt. Mind you, this Ja, ja, had, ja had these knee injuries, you right. know, ever so often throughout the season. Mm -hmm. uh, I will say on that play where, you know, he says that Jordan Poole grabbed his knee, um, his knee did kind of turn in a bit. And his ankle looked like it kind of twisted too. Yeah, and I'm not 100% sure that that was due to Jordan Poole grabbing his knee, and I don't think that the knee was grabbed intentionally. Um, I think that he intended for the ball to come back to that side. Right, not, um, not but. I don't know, man. You you can't really convince me that Jordan Poole grabbing his knee gave him the bone bruise. Definitely an unfortunate uh, injury for the Grizz. But at the same time, you know, the Grizz were 20 and five this season without John Moran. And if I'm not mistaken, the game after he got injured, they won the next game. Was that the one they won? Either the next game <clears throat> or the game after where they won by like 30. Yeah. yeah um, so they were def definitely capable. Mm -hmm. um, I just think, you know, playing against a championship experience team like the Golden State Warriors, um, mm -hmm. playoffs just a different animal. Um, they had the talent. Uh, just, you know, it just wasn't enough. No, nah, they, they needed John Morant, even though, you know, the numbers support them being better without job, not better, but a really good team without job. Right. They need a job around in these playoffs. And, you know, they, they'll learn from this. They're a young team, super young team that just, I feel like they they overachieved this year. It was just really, really good in the, in the regular season, but they, they, they went against the Warriors. So good learning experience. They'll come back even better next year. Hopefully, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. learns how to not hack people. And um man he blocked so many shots but he is a hack man he fouls a lot yeah I, I i gotta look at the numbers but like i'm pretty sure he either gotten like got five fouls or fouled out of, of too many games this postseason so yeah he needs he needs to learn how to defend without fouling for real because he's too important too important number three and d guy out there for him so especially but, in the playoffs because you know he he was kind of the only starting big, you know, Brandon Clark come off the bench um, because Steven Adams didn't play. I want to say into the last two games of that series, right. pretty much. Um, so his, his, his size was really, really needed. Uh, he stayed in foul trouble a lot. And he was scoring. He was actually scoring pretty well. I know he, he was dropping 30 and 20 and uh, a couple games. So, Scoring well, defending obviously. So yeah, you gotta you gotta understand that you 
be more valuable to your team than that and know how to not get in foul trouble. So hopefully that'll come. Like I said, they really good team, really young team, young and talented. Desmond Bain, this was his second year. One of the best three-point shooters in the league. Um, obviously, John Morant, superstar. I feel like John Morant is a superstar. How do you feel about that? Right now, I think John Morant is a superstar. I think he's a star. Okay, what's separating what's him, in your opinion? I don't think he's a superstar just yet. Uh, this is his, what, second or third year in the league? Third, I believe. Um, he's an all-star already. Mm-hmm. MVP uh, candidate. Even though he won most improved, that boy was an MVP candidate. Which is why I didn't feel that he was going to win most improved. But, you know, shout out to him. Um, he doesn't have a first team on NBA just yet. Um, and I think most of the people who are considered superstars um, have multiples, at least two. Um, but he'll get he'll 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 get there for sure uh, as far as superstar. Um, I'm not you know, what I'm saying. I don't really want to debate you back and forth about him being a superstar because, you know, anybody who feels he's a superstar is well in their rights, you know what I'm saying, with what he's done um, so far in the league. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think he's a superstar just yet. But he is a star. Yeah, I think – and the reason I'm saying it is I feel like his charisma and 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 the highlights of this year kind of pushed him over that edge to superstardom and, and just his ceiling going forward. So, I, I again, I feel like he's on his – on the trajectory to be – so I'm just I'm kind of giving it to him definitely uh, right now. So, but yeah, he, uh, so you're saying just, just your prerequisite for a superstar is basically all NBA team or, or two or three. Um, At least one or two first teams though. First teams. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Cause I know we, people have been saying, okay, who is a superstar, who's not. So I guess we, that's a conversation we can have later on. So, all right. Last, uh, Last game of the uh, semifinals, we got Suns Mavs went seven. A lot of people had the Suns first seed uh, beating the fourth seed Dallas Mavericks. A lot of people didn't necessarily see them being the fourth seed. Jason Kidd did a did an amazing job with that team, uh, making them play defense. And you know, yesterday I kind of had the game on kind of in the background. I wasn't looking, but when I saw the score, I think in the second or third quarter, I, I like. I, first of all, I, I didn't know what I was looking at. I'm like, okay, what is that? A real score? Is that the score? Like, because the, the Phoenix Suns, when I was looking, they had 35 points, and the Mavs had like 70. And I was like, okay, what is this? So, and they didn't reach 35 points into the into the third quarter. I believe. I believe they only had 27 in the first half. Nobody scored over 12 points on the Suns. I think Cam Johnson scored 12. CP3 scored like 10. Devin Booker scored 11. Yeah, the uh, the Suns really, really wet the bed yesterday, um, especially for that to be a game seven at home. At home, game seven. Um, Chris Paul had 10 points, uh, but he had two through three quarters. Uh, he, just, he didn't score the other eight until the fourth quarter, you know, down 40. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that. But um, you know, everybody knows that I'm a huge Chris Paul fan. Um, and 
I got I got Cliff Paul game three through seven. Mm. Um, game three in Dallas, Chris Paul had twelve points and seven turnovers. Um, I don't I don't recall the last time that he's had a a, a game with that many turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he followed it up with a game four production of five points and two turnovers. Um. The next game was seven points and four turnovers. Then he finally hit double figures again with 13 points, but still had five turnovers. Mm. Uh, Yesterday, he didn't have any turnovers, but again, he had two points through three quarters. Um, He was pretty much insignificant from games three through seven. Um, Granted, he led the... uh, Led the playoffs in assists. I believe he had like 108 total. Um, but obviously, um, not a lot of them came yesterday, seeing that they barely put up any points. Um, but yeah, they really went to bed. I, 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 I thought that DeAndre Aiden would take more advantage of his size down there because they really didn't double team him at all. Um, everyone that played him played him straight up. Um, he needs some moves. Yeah. He needs some moves. Um that uh that 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 right hook over the left shoulder. Um and you know the left fadeaway is pretty much all he has. Uh unless you know he's he's catching the ball off the screen and roll. Um so he needs to work on some moves over the summer. Um he really thought that he was gonna get that extension. And the Suns held off on it, and I'm I'm pretty sure now they're feeling like that they made the correct move. Not saying that they won't extend him, but it definitely won't be for what he was looking for. No max money wise, no, no, no max. Um, yeah, but the Mavericks though, the Mavericks. Um, for one, you know, they were shooting it. They they were they were shooting the letters off the ball. Hmm. Um. And I think a lot of that has to do with Jason Kidd understanding that the primary focus is going to be on Luca. And it seemed like every time they kicked the ball out, somebody was open. Um, But I don't think people were paying attention to the movement of the players around the perimeter on, on the drives by Luca or the drives by Jalen Brunson. Um, it was almost like clockwork. You know what I'm saying? Each person knew where to be around that perimeter, depending on what angle Luca took um, or what side he drove to. Um, Maxi Kleber shot the lights out. Uh, yeah. David Bertan shot the lights out. Spencer Dinwiddie shot the lights out. Everybody shot the lights out of the ball after game two. Um, I think the defense gave him more confidence. I was taking a look at minutes, though. Um, hopefully, you know, they don't get gassed in the finals. Um, yeah. Finney, Finney Smith and, uh, well, gassed in the semifinals. Finney Smith and Reggie Bullock um, are one and three in minutes played uh, in the playoffs. Hmm. And granted, Bullock is a shooter. But Finney Smith was primarily known as a defender, and that was really the main reason he was out there. Um, but he pretty much knocked down the majority of his open shots as well. So 
you know, Kid really had no reason to take him out the game, especially if, you know, the games were kind of in, in, you know, in, in any type of reaching distance for the Suns. Um, so hopefully they don't burn out, but they played great. Played amazing. Um, you know, at first <clears throat> you kind of wondered about Brunson and Dinwiddie, but, you know, eventually, like you said, after games one and two. Right. They eventually showed up and uh, showed up and showed out. So, yeah, that was the upset of this playoffs, I feel. That was that was interesting. Um, shout out Jason Kidd. Shout out the Mavs. Going to Luka going to his first Western Conference final. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see because, you know, I guess we now we can get into the, the – the conference finals. So might as well start with this series, Mavs and the Warriors. On one side, you know, it's the Warriors. So, you know, I wanted to say, you know, Warriors in six or Warriors in five, probably, but I don't know. I have I have a slight um reluctancy because they're they are an older version of the Warriors, even though they still got their big three. And, and a good supporting cast, they're not necessarily the, the 15 through 18 Warriors. So um, it's going to be interesting, you know. Uh, One thing I noticed this Warriors team does a lot, at least in the playoffs, they turn the ball over a lot. Yeah. yeah. Turn the ball over so Way well. more than, right, way more than what, they, what we're used to a Warrior team, you know, being. And I don't know, that might be. You know, I'm not, not not sure what to uh, attest that to Draymond because he is, you know, a big ball handler there. So his turnovers, but yeah, definitely turned the ball over a lot. Um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I got to make a prediction, but it's going to be tough. I, I, I want to see Luca be successful because, like, you know, I, I like Luca's gameplay, even though he doesn't, even though he, he whines to the refs and all that, and that I don't like. I, just, I love his game. Like, there's nothing really not to like about his game. Obviously, he can be a better defender, but uh, with Jason Kidd putting the defense around him and making that the Mavs play good defense, um, you know, team defense. And look at look at Dirk. Dirk wasn't necessarily, necessarily that good of a defender. He won the championship, so they got a good recipe. So um, Actually, the last time this team's been to the Western Conference Finals. Yep. 2011? Yep. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, Luca. uh... I'm 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 gonna go Warriors. I'm I'm gonna go Warriors. Um, I'm gonna still be. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a root for Luca though. I'm gonna root for Luca, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Warriors will win the series in six games. Luca, I think Luca's gonna put up some huge games, but hey, it's not gonna be easy for the Warriors. So they, in order to win this game in six, win a series in six games, they have to be better. They have to be better. They have to be tighter. They have to be sharper. Um, like I said, limiting the turnovers, playing better defense. Uh, I don't want to see the dramatic Draymond. I don't want to see any ejections from him. I want him to be the Draymond I know he can be, and help this team get to the finals again. So they can they 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 can't they can't afford to have Draymond ejected from any of these games. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. They gotta. They gotta tighten it up, bro. It's, you can't you can't afford to do that. Do them antics he was doing. Last uh, last series, man. So, I think in order for the Mavs to win games in this series, uh, 
they got to come out great offensively, but early. Um, we've seen the Warriors team be able to come back from deficits, you know, throughout the time that we've been watching uh, them from the championship days. So getting down 10 to 12, being down 10 to 12 in the third or fourth quarter um, isn't really a lead that they can't overcome. Um, but I'm not sure about the Mavs. I think the Mavs have to get out to strong starts in order to win games. Uh, but also, the Warriors got to limit their turnovers, though. Yeah. Warriors got to limit turnovers. Steph, Steph got to be Steph. Um, you know, Jordan Poole, Clay. Clay's going to be important, too. Because um, I, I figure, you know, Clay's going to be guarding Luca, right? Primarily, you would think. Or, or Wiggins. They're gonna and, that, and that's the thing. They they're gonna switch. They they too have three people that they're gonna be throwing at uh Luca. Um four, depending on how many games Otto Porter misses. But between Draymond, Clay Thompson, and Andrew Wiggins, they'll all get their crack at Luca Doncic. I just think it depends on um who has the most stamina at different times of the game. Uh, but I do think they started. I think they start with Clay first. Mm. Uh, but Draymond will see him in the first quarter as well. Though. Okay. Just my first mind with Clay is that you know, him coming off the injuries, man. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's, I would want to kind of save Clay. I would put, Wiggins on him, Wiggins and Draymond, and try to save Clay. But I mean, if he can, if he can do it, that's cool. But you know, we're coming off an injury, man. Especially these playoffs, thing. You know, games are high octane. It's playing hard, defending hard. I know Clay is a two way player. He prides himself on on being that. So, yeah, and I mean, I I I feel you on that. You may want to start Wiggins out on him just because. Um, you know, you you want to be able to keep Clay, Steph, and Draymond on the floor as much as possible um, with as little foul trouble as possible. But in the event that Wiggins does go to the bench in foul trouble, um, they're still able to have a third scorer on the floor in Jordan Poole. Mm -hmm. So I think that works out in their favor. Um they just really got to communicate on defense. Um, I think they play. I think they play Kevin Looney a bit more, just to not necessarily shot block at all, but to you know alter shots or maybe get a hand on some passes mm -hmm. and things on these drives. Um, for those reasons, I'm gonna go ahead and take Golden State as well. Um, I'm going to take them in six games. I'm going to take them in six games because I think they get a close one uh, in Dallas at some point. Um, kind of like, you know, how they escape with a one or two point victory against the, uh, against the Grizz. Mm -hmm. I think they get one of those in Dallas at some point. So therefore I, I I'm going to, I'm going to take Golden State in six. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's tough. It's tough not to, you know, it's tough to go against Golden State, basically. I, it's, I'm trying to think about it, but, you know, because I like the man. Obviously, I like Jason Kidd. I like the coaching job he's doing, but 
You know, Golden State has home court. They go to state. <laughs> uh, they still have Steph Clay and Draymond. Jordan Poole is emerging. So, yeah. And then also, like, Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie, <clears throat> he's shown me too many inconsistencies. He's uh, he's a little too streaky of a player coming off the bench. And I, I just I just feel like, I don't know, he, he might be – he has to be good for them. Like he has to be great for them to win this series. So basically at, at the end of the day, the Mavs just don't have enough firepower. They won't have enough firepower to beat the mighty Golden State Warriors. So Golden State in six. All right. So let's take it out east to, to the, I feel like the heavyweight matchup I've been saying all along, I feel like the championship is going to come out of the Eastern Conference. That's how much I love these Eastern Conference teams this year. No more Eastern Conference. It's, it's a heavyweight match. Two, two great defensive teams, Miami and Boston, for the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, go to the finals. A rematch of the 2020 bubble, uh, Eastern Conference Finals. You know, that block bam on Jason Tatum. That's that was fantastic, be- too, because that was on a dunk. Yeah, yeah. He, hey, Tatum went strong. Man with the great block, man. So that even even that was a good series. So, but I feel like the Boston Celtics were younger at that time. They they might not have been super young, but they were still. I feel like they matured. They matured a lot in these last in the next last two years. Obviously, Jason Tatum, um, Jalen Brown, and I feel like they matured more this year than any other year with. With everything going on, got a new coach now, and, and what happened in the, at the beginning of the season, I feel like, again, like I said, I want a special show on what happened when Jalen Brown said the energy is shifting because I feel like they that's when they really got over that hump and said, okay, this is who we are. They talked out whatever toxicity they had in their locker room, and they hit the ground running. So I feel like they matured enough to, to be a championship-caliber team this year. And and that's why I have them them beating Miami. You know, obviously, yeah, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, that firepower, Marcus Smart, you know, running the point, Al Horford. Oh my God. Like his performance against Giannis last last series showed me that he is the consummate uh veteran and he still has it. And you know, depending on their their lineups. You know, Bam. I know he's gonna go against Bam, and it's cool. But you know, he can he can do a lot of things. Al Horford can obviously shoot the three. He's I feel like he shot the three better in the playoffs than he did in the regular season. Got to pull up the numbers. Definitely. He, um, he definitely turned back the clock. Yeah. Uh, in this series against uh, Boston, <clears throat> like I was saying earlier in the group chat, you know, I've been high on the Heat the last two years. Um, I love their defense, and I think they're even. I think they have even more depth this year than last um, with Oladipo, um, the evolution of uh, Max Strauss and Gabe Vincent. Um, I mean, because Duncan Robinson, again, like we said, he got 90 mil and he don't even play no more. So, yeah, like that's that's what I'm wondering. Like, were they saving him for this series? Or like, why, why didn't he play? Well, well, hasn't he? I've been saying the last two years, for one, I think he's the worst defender in the league, pretty much. Like the the, the worst perimeter defender in the league. Yeah. Um, but then also he showed a ton of inconsistencies in the beginning and middle of the season. Um, 
Yeah. It really only takes, you know, for you to muscle him up a bit, uh, for him to get off his game. Mm -hmm. But players like Max Strauss and Gabe Vincent, um, then I like that. Um, Their mentality is different. They really shoot the ball well. Um, Gabe Vincent penetrates well. And I think that those are two players that Boston should not take lightly. However, I did say earlier today that I'm not 100% sure, depending on how Boston plays, that Miami has enough scoring. Um, I think Oladipo will have to play heavy minutes um, just because of uh, the perimeter of Brown, Tatum, Smart, Derek White, um, because I'm not really sure how 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 players like Gabe Vincent uh, will hold up on the defensive end because uh, they're going to have to play some defense. And at some point, if, if you know, because obviously you're going to have Butler on Tatum if possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think Oladipo plays heavy minutes because I think, you know, they, they kind of match him up with Jalen Brown in an effort to not have to put Bam out of bio on him. Um, but if Bam does have to, you know, play some perimeter defense on a player like Jalen Brown, um, in my opinion, the basket's wide open. I mean, the only other big they're going to come in with is uh, Joel, what, what's uh, uh, um, Dwayne Dedman. Dwayne Dedman. Um, very streaky guy. He fouls a lot. Right. You He's know, and a lot of times he takes ill-advised shots. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be real interesting. And, and as high as I am on the Heat and their defense, I think I'm going to go ahead and take Boston. Um, I think Jimmy works really, really hard to get his, but he's going to have to work really, really hard, in my opinion with the perimeter defenders that they'll have an opportunity to throw at them. Um, I'm going to take Boston in seven games. Mm, seven games. Okay. That's just respect to, to Miami. I, I get that. I get that. I got, I got Boston in, in six out of respect to Miami, but in the back of my mind, I got, I got Boston in five. Really. If they, if, if I, if, Boston can play how I think they can play against Miami because I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong. So Miami has, you know, their lineup, you know, they have, let me see who they start, you know, Bam Adebayo, Gabe Vincent, Jimmy Butler, Strauss, and PJ Tucker. So, you know, they, they can shoot a little bit and that's cool. They can obviously defend very well, but on the flip side, you got Boston starting, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Tatum, um, what's my man? Al Horford and what's 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 Cat shout out on three's name? Williams, uh, Grant Williams. Everybody on that starting five can shoot the three, and you don't have to hide anybody on defense. Like you have amazing defenders on that starting five too. So both on both ends, I just feel like. Boston is going to out-rebound Miami. I don't feel like Miami is going to be big enough for Boston. Um, I don't feel like their firepower is going to be enough. I think sometimes um, Miami take, has lulls 
in scoring where they just go minutes without scoring or can't find scoring. Obviously, again, like we said, Tyler Hero was their high, their high score. Um, and he's coming off the bench and he might get roughed up a little bit too in this series too. So might not be able to, to depend on him. So in the back of my mind, I really got him in five, but out of respect to Miami, we'll say, we'll say six. And also, I don't know if I saw, um, who was that? Let me see. Um, let's see on Miami, you got injuries as well. Kyle Laurie. So he, like you said, he he might play two. Right. I, I think I think he only played like two games each series. So right. So he's not one hundred percent healthy, and that was a huge uh, acquisition for for them. So you know, with, with them them getting Cal Lowry, they they thought they were going to have him for the for the playoffs, but now he's a little banged up. So can't necessarily count him being there. So I don't know without Cal Lowry there consistently, might be a quick series. Um, and I think possible. Um, I just think we're we're witnessing Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's prime right now, and they have an amazing coach, obviously in, in Udoka. Marcus Smart is in his defensive prime. Al Hor- they have a, a, a Al Horford who has turned back the clock, who wants to get that ring. Who hasn't been this far in the playoffs yet? Uh, well, he, he hasn't. Has he been in the conference finals? I think he's been in the conference finals, but not the finals, right? Who? Al Horford. Them, them LeBron years. LeBron has basically kept him from the finals. Yeah, he's been he's been to the conference finals. Um, I don't think he's been in the finals. Right. So he's hungry. He's hungry, ready to do what he wants to do. Uh, whatever whatever's needed to uh, to help this team win. So I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. And then for Boston, I think what's the name is out game one, but I doubt he misses the entire series. Marcus uh, Robert Williams. Oh, Robert Williams. They said Smart is questionable too. He had a he had an injury as well, so hopefully he plays. But yeah, Robert Williams. If if he can, if Robert Williams can be can be healthy, that's just another body down there. That's another rim protector. Yeah, who can defend as well, man. It's I don't know. I just, I'm just really high on these Celtics. I think it's their time. Really do so. That's uh, that's what we got. Any uh, any other thoughts on these on these two huge series? Um, none of significance. Um, <clears throat> I just think I I honestly think that there'll be two 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 really really good series. Um. If anybody has, to me, if anybody has a chance to really win it in four or five, it would be Golden State, opposed to either Boston or Miami. Um, but I still see, I still see Luca, of course, putting up putting up really really big numbers in this series. I think at this point, you know, he's trying to prove a point. Um, and that's scary. He just needs to everybody around him needs to remain as consistent as they were in the last series. Uh, if if they if they get cold from the perimeter, um, it's gonna be some long games. It's gonna be some long games out there for them. Yeah, I just think, like you said, they the Mavs have to come to play early because if if those first two games are uh, you know how the Warriors typically play. 
that I think they they can lose or the others around Luca can lose confidence real quick, and it, it, it could definitely be a real fast series if that happens. And I think the two teams are opposite. I think Golden State plays plays better um, in the open court, going up and down. Um, and I think the Mavs bread and butter is the half court offensive game. You know, because only because Luca doesn't play. Um, at a high speed, right. uh, but he also doesn't let you control how he plays either. So, I think that they're better playing in a half court game, and mm-hmm. the Warriors are better playing in the open court. Indeed, indeed, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting that that contrast of styles, whose whose style will prevail. That's that's gonna be a kind of a coaching battle as well. We'll see. It's gonna be very interesting to see. So, there we have it. Tomorrow, let's see here. Tomorrow we got Boston and Miami, and Wednesday we got Dallas Warriors. Now yeah. we took a look at the schedule. It looks like you know the series are alternating from like now into like pretty much next week. Like it's a game every day, you know, East West East West. So we'll at least have a game a day. Yep, getting down, getting down to it. That that time of year, it's dwindling. So hey, you got to enjoy while you can. So I am. Um, I'm gonna try to watch all these games, try to clear my schedule and watch all these games while I can. Uh, it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. It's been a good year. So hopefully we'll have some some great basketball um, to be played. So we shall see. Go Boston, watching this man in his prime. Just sit back and be a witness, man. That's all I say. But um, I'm glad you listened to us and became a fan of, of, of Jason Tatum. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I listen. I listen to y'all, you and Juwan and Phil talk about the college prospects, and I I, I listen and I go looking and I say, okay, I like his game. Okay, so well, yeah, you listen. But but if you recall, we first saw Jason Tatum play uh, as a sophomore junior uh, here in Chicago at the Chicago Elite Classic uh, for when he was playing for Chaminade, um, mm-hmm. and the footwork and all of that was just different from from a high school cat like. I hadn't really seen no footwork like that. I got a chance to see uh, Mello play in, uh, up at Northwestern. I think I was a senior, and they played uh, Thornwood. Um, so I got a chance to play. I mean, got a chance to see Mello play in high school, but I'll be honest, the footwork still wasn't Jason Tatum-ish in high school. He was, he was different. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he 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 idolizes Kobe. He still wears the you know, he wears the 24 on his on his jersey. He, you can tell that footwork is there and he wanna do it. And he's man, I, I hope he just don't have those those bad games. He like last, I think last series he had like one of those those bad games. Like just don't yeah. do that. You know he had I mean? a game, he had a game last series, I think we only scored 10 points in the I, game. Um he can't have those against Miami though. Not, not at all. Now, now is the time you gotta show and prove and be there consistently. Be, be the Tatum we know you can be, bro. So, shall we shall see, and uh, we'll be tuned in, and then so we we'll come back when uh, when these conference finals are over. Go Boston and go Luca, and good luck, bro. <laughs> good luck to Luca, but. It ain't, ain't going to look too good for you, bro. Free Brittany Griner. 
Yeah, free bread and grinding, man. Free free BG, bro. Like, stop playing, man. Like, people ain't talking about that enough, man. Get up back. That's a, that's, that's a whole nother topic of conversation, though, now that they didn't came up with who they want to swap her out for. Amazing. Yeah. Russia, Russia, Russia wants to um exchange criminals. Wow. They want, they, they, they want to swap BG um for uh for a weapons dealer that that, that we have <laughs> for Russia. So, you know what I'm saying? The crimes are nowhere near the same. Wow. They want to um, make a trade, huh? Yeah. Uh and it's not the first time, but the United States is a little reluctant to do so just because they feel like, you know, if they do make the trade, then, you know, it'll give Russia more incentive to um, falsely imprison or, you, you, you know what I'm saying, more Americans in an effort to get more, you know, Russians back in in a, in a criminal swap. So, man, look. That's another that's another show too. Right, right. Some politics stuff too. Oh God. But all right then. So till next time, everyone. Numbers live. Get your merch. Check us out everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, Periscope, anywhere. Um, till next time. We'll see y'all. Peace.